So we've been spending a few weeks now looking at the doctrines of the Salvation Army. We've made it all the way to six and seven, right? Yes. So we've talked about understanding what we believe and how important it is for us to know because our identity and who we are in Christ who we are to the world relies on us knowing who we are and what we believe. And so we looked at the first one. We believe that the scriptures of the Old and New Testament were given by inspiration of God and that they only constitute the divine rule of Christian faith and practice. We looked at the second one. We believe that there is only one God who is infinitely perfect, the creator, preserver, and governor of all things, and who is the only proper object of religious worship. We looked at three. We believe that there are three persons in the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Undivided in essence and co-equal in power and glory. Number four, we believe that the person of Jesus Christ, we believe that in the person of Jesus Christ, the divine and human natures are united so that he is truly and properly God and truly and properly man. And number five is the one we looked at last week. We believe that our first parents were created in a state of innocency. But by their disobedience, they lost their purity and happiness and that a consequence of their fall, all men have become sinners, totally depraved, and as such, are justly exposed to the wrath of God. But when we talked about that last week, I told you, thankfully, though, our story, our lives, our identity doesn't end with us being exposed to the wrath of God. Because that sounds very scary, doesn't it? I think it does. Doctrine 6. We believe that the Lord Jesus Christ has, by his suffering and death, made an atonement for the whole world so that whosoever will may be saved. And then Doctrine 7. We believe that repentance towards God, faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, and regeneration by the Holy Spirit are necessary to salvation. And so, <clears throat> what in the world do those mean? We believe that the Lord Jesus Christ has, by his suffering and death, made an atonement for the whole world so that whosoever will may be saved, right? Turn with me to Romans chapter 4. state of innocency, were disobedient, sinned, and became exposed to the wrath of God. God had a plan. And we can see this plan in the scriptures. Romans chapter 4, verse 25.
delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. He was delivered over to death for our sins and raised to life for our justification. We know from Doctrine 6 that we believe that Jesus has by suffering and death, right? So we know that he is who? Jesus. Jesus died on the cross carrying whose sins, though? Ours. Ours. We sang that song right before we started, Christ Alone, right? One of my favorite songs ever. I literally listen to it on repeat. Because I love that one line that says, No power, hell, or scheme of man can ever take me from his hands. Because how many of us have ever had bad days? Many of us have ever felt removed from his presence. Sometimes we can feel like we are far away, but he is far away. But God has a plan for us. A plan in which he is not the distant father. Part of that was Jesus, who defeated death by rising from the grave. For this reason, those who believe can be risen from the grave. We learned last week that the wages of sin is what? Death. Death. When it says that we are <coughs> totally depraved and as such are justly exposed to the wrath of God, that wrath led to death, right? From sin. But we have been given an opportunity to live. Jesus died in our place. Now, how many of you have ever taken the blame for something you didn't do to spare someone else punishment? How many of you are brothers or sisters to somebody, have a sibling? Now, in all honesty, how many of you have done the opposite and blame someone else? Because we were looking after whose interest? Your own. Our own, right? But think about that to the time where you took the blame for someone else. Who were you thinking about then? Theirs, right? We had a moment of clarity where we were able to see beyond ourselves to the need of others, right? And that's what Jesus did. He came, and the plan was that he would take the blame for us. For whatever we have done in our past, <laughs> and heaven help us, whatever we may even do in the future. When we ask for his forgiveness, when we ask God for forgiveness, Christ has made it possible. Now, it was not an easy thing. Was it easy when you accepted the blame for someone else? Did you get punished? Yes. How many of his siblings had ever taken 
the blame or cover for your sibling the opposite way. Did you ever cover for your sibling? Because you knew that they were going to get in trouble more than you would? I was the older sister. So there were some times where if he just needed to get in trouble, I'd be like, it was his fault. But sometimes I'd be like, if I knew that he'd already had a bad day, I'm like, I knew my parents wouldn't be as mad at me. I felt like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. And then it was all forgiven and over, where if my brother had been the one who admitted to it, it would have been a little crazy, and he would have been punished a little bit more, right? Have you ever done something like that to spare someone from punishment? What goes through your mind at those moments, though? Think about it. Jesus had a moment in Gethsemane when he's praying. And he says, Father, if it is possible, take this cup from me. Now, this is where we can learn. When we are striving to be Christ-like, this is what we pick up on. Because how many of us, if it's possible, take this cup from me, how many of us would be done with that? I mean, we knew what was coming. Death. How many of us would be like, what? I thought I could handle it. But I really don't think I can face what's happening. But Jesus doesn't end there. The story, the Bible tells the story about how he was so distraught and praying that his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. If you ever research what it means to sweat blood, they talk about the physical extremes that you must be facing, the emotional extremes, how distraught you are. How many of you have ever been devastated by something you knew was going to happen? Whether it be the loss of a loved one or the loss of something. Jesus knew what was coming. And he prayed, Father, if it's possible, take this cup from me. And this is where we see sacrificial living. This is where we see that plan, though, because then he says, but not my will, but thine be done. In other words, if it is part of the plan, Lord, if it could be worked out, if it's not, I'm still committed to this. Look at Romans chapter 5. Starting with verse 6. See, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man. Though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for this, for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, he died for us. 
story told in a little village where some missionary medics had came to visit. That a little girl, who was the only one in the village who had the same blood type as her friend, <coughs> due to transfusion. And so, keeping in mind that language barrier, they asked if she would be willing to donate her blood for her friend. She thought for a moment and agreed. And so as they were taking the blood, she would close her eyes, she would be shuddering, it would look like she'd be praying, she would sigh, but she never once told them to stop. After they finished, they realized something else. Even though they had taken a couple of pints for a donation, she thought that in order to save her friend, when they had asked for her blood, they didn't explain it well enough because of the language barrier that they only wanted some of her she thought they meant all of her blood. And yet she willingly gave for her friend. Romans 5.10 For if when we were God's enemies we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? We were saved by the blood, but we've also been saved by his life. We talked about the fact that he rose again, right? And in that life, we can have life. To live the kind of life that gives God glory. We talked last week about free will. How even though Adam and Eve were created in a state of innocence and perfect, they had the opportunity, the ability to choose what they wanted to do. And so they chose wrong and they made a mistake. That cost them and the whole human race life <coughs> as God intended. And then in God's plan, he sent Jesus to restore that that we may have the life that God had planned for us. But part of that is committing to living a life that pleases Him. And it's not always going to be easy. The Bible even warns us, you know, 
You have the ability, the freedom to do whatever you want, but just because you can do whatever you want doesn't mean you should. Whatever. Not, you can do all things, but not all things are good. And to say society, it's a very important thought. Because so many things are acceptable and normal. We may have even lost sight that just because society says it's okay doesn't mean that God has. He's the same today as yesterday. His rules, his laws, outlined in his word. Don't update. Like some people do when their policies or procedures are put in place and they update them so many years. These doctrines we're studying, they've been the same. They're based on beliefs, Christian beliefs, that were given to us through where? Bible. We have this opportunity to take part in the life that God has chosen for us. But we need to do something. Romans 6, 11. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. We need to make that commitment to be dead to sin. need to understand Jesus died in our place. And when he rose, he has given us the ability that when we believe, we can rise dead to sin, but alive. And God. For we are called to a level of holiness. And it's a daily thing. It's ongoing. Doctrine 6 says that we believe that the Lord Jesus Christ has by his suffering and death made an atonement for the whole world so that whosoever will be saved. But in order to be saved, there's a reason we did Doctrine 7 with it. Something is required of us. It says we believe that repentance towards God. We repent of our sins, right? Faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And regeneration by the Holy Spirit are necessary to salvation. We need to repent. We need to believe. And then we can live. So the question today, 
What do you believe in? Do you know? What may be in your life that calls for repentance, forgiveness? We don't have to stay dead in sin. We have been given a pardon from our death sentence. But so many times, we don't take advantage of it. But we don't have to stay dead. We've been called to be alive in Christ. Putting aside and behind the things of the past that held us prisoners to sin, to shame, to death. And moving on to into a life. A life that God has had planned for us from the very beginning. So the question, is there something you need to repent from? Is there something you need to surrender to him? We are all, because of the fall, prone to a sin nature that bogs us down. But through Christ, we have the power to throw those shackles off. To be free and to live a life pleasing to him. And so, we're going to play a song. And as it plays, we invite you to take this time. The altar is available. Take this opportunity to repent for whatever in your life may be getting between you and God. No matter how big or small it may seem. Take this opportunity to ask that His Spirit come to renew
for us, that you will do for us. We pray for your forgiveness for where we have wronged you. We thank you for everything Jesus has done for us. For sending him to die on the cross for our sins that we might be free from death and be alive in you. Help us to live. Renew us. Pour your spirit fresh upon us that we might live in you. We ask these things. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.